0: I need a place where I can show up and say, I am weak in this, I feel weak and, and that's healthy and reality, but we don't have places where I can say that in a safe space, right.
1: where I can that's own right. up
0: to my weakness. We just never get there, especially men, women, maybe too in a different way, but I need a place where I can show up and say, I am, I really suck at this. Right. Yes. I am incompetent here. What What am I supposed to do? And just to be able to name it.
1: Our strength is in our weakness because we got to crush our ego. We're not going to make much progress with pride and giant egos. See how good I am. Sermon's important. Uh, that's information, right. Right. but it's not going to do anything for you if you don't apply it.
0: You can build the heart of a lion with a strong mind and spirit because a lion's natural state is one of safety through courage, strength, and power. Hi, I'm the shepherd and pastor, Dr. Matt Hook. And I'm the shrink, Dr. Marty Fletcher. This is the show where theology meets psychology.
1: Or mental health meets spirituality.
0: Welcome to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast.
1: Hey, good afternoon, Matt Hook.
0: Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Dr. Matt Hook.
0: Dr. Matt Hook, Dr. Marty Fletcher, the shepherd in the shrink. We are so glad that people tune in, that people support this conversation and that people help get the word out because there is so much health to be had. There is so much joy to be had in life. That doesn't mean there's not all kinds of other stuff going on, but there is so much good to be had in the midst of the bad. It, It goes to that 23rd Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And it says, he prepares a table before me, like a banquet table, in the presence of my enemies. It doesn't just all go away. Mm-hmm. But we feel like we are so self-centered. I am so self-centered, I should say, that I kind of forget about everybody else sometimes.
1: Oh, it's we can generalize me. that. Look, that's, that's the curse of yeah. our culture.
0: Yeah, and, and our culture says more.
1: Yeah. Stand out. Don't, don't be a part Uh, judge yourself because other people are going to be judging you by this new thing. You'll fit in.
0: Even all the alternative kids all look the same. Yeah. In order to stand (laughs) out, they look like everybody. Oh,
1: it's a uniform. You know, we all wear uniform. I'm wearing a uniform right now. Uh, This uniform is from the tribe of, I don't really care how I look, but it's a uniform.
0: Always look good, man. Oh yeah. That's the cool thing about Patreon is that you get the video.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can just See how take it. It's right. like the sun though. You'll have to look at it and go that's quickly away.
0: That's right. So it that's right.
1: Burn your eyes.
0: Well, the, um, the idea of this isolation and, you know, there was one kid that stood out. I, uh, actually, when I was doing youth ministry in Birmingham, Michigan, mm-hmm. I, I got invited to be the permanent sub in the middle of the day for two classes for vocal music. Okay. And it's in my wheelhouse. It was great. I had a key to the high school, and here I'm the youth minister in the town. And there was one kid, and this is back in 1996, who every day, every day I saw him in the halls. He wasn't in my classes, but he had an electric blue terry cloth bathrobe and he had electric blue crazy terry cloth hair. He was a big husky kid. And I said, That
1: is unique he's walking around in a bathrobe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this okay. is in the 1990s. Not just a bathrobe. Uh, oh, like I know. you might have like a shirt and shorts on, but it's electric bathrobe with the sa- exact same color, electric blue hair.
1: Okay. That's original. I'll give yeah. you that
0: true original. Not like everybody who's like, Oh, I'm yeah. alternative and they look just like everybody else to let's be unique. Like everybody else.
1: Yeah. Let's dress this right.
0: way. Then we'll be unique. And that kind of ties in with what we're talking about. Why is it when we get in trouble? Why is it when we face temptation, when we struggle, if you even believe in temptation, and there's probably a lot of people that that are like, "What are you even talking about? But why is it when I struggle, I feel like I'm all alone?:
1: You feel like no one understands it um, yeah. right or like that, is this, yeah. why, why is
0: why am I so unique in my struggles? What is that?
1: this is a good topic because i thought about this for like a long time months because um i was finding people would come in and um they would they could have come in before um but they are coming in now and the reason that they didn't come in before um and the reason they had some shame is they feel like everybody's got their lives together and i don't right so i started asking people i think i asked you too you had the highest number but i asked this question okay how many people do you know that really have it together and then I defined it. Like, here's what I mean. Um, you feel good when you're around them generally, right? They don't drain you, they're not gossiping or complaining or anything like that. They seem to accept themselves. Um, they don't overinflate themselves or they don't undervalue themselves. They're just kind of comfortable in their own skin. They have good relationships. They're glad they're alive, for instance. How many people do you know for sure? Because you know them well enough. How many do you know? And you know what the mode was? The most frequent response? How many? Guess. Ten. Two. two they knew two people like that. That was it. Everybody else was suffering. And it kind of, and then I, I extended it to marriages too, and family. You know, I mean, you know, there aren't that many out there really for most people, you know, people are struggling and suffering. You're not unique in that. So don't think that you're the, the failure in your community. It's hard. Life is tough. You I said did. six, by the way, I think you told me six. Okay. But you're, you're kind of a sampling error because you're a pastor and you have people around you. that are trying to be good and joyful they're focusing on it so
0: they're living in this new way it doesn't yeah. mean the problems go away but right them walking
1: through them. but it was still only six and you got right. a big congregation so it's hard is the point the point isn't that everybody's a failure it's life is tough and it's chaotic and it's hard to navigate and that's what what i like about the christianity as i understand it is um it's not like oh all the problems go away and i get money and you know prizes and all that stuff no i need a way to deal with the suffering in the world Because you will suffer. If you're not suffering now, then pick up the pace on your spiritual practices because it's coming. That's the nature of this world.
0: Well, and the idea that there is suffering, that causes a lot of people to stumble in their faith in God.
1: The problem of evil and things like that? The problem of evil, the
0: problem of pain. Yeah. And how could God allow this? And yet we live in a world that God has allowed freedom in. And so there is this suffering. But what you said about feeling completely isolated, or I can't name anybody, either who's going through it so well ties in with this amazing verse and it's one verse write this down first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. no temptation has seized you it's a powerful word has seized you except what is common to man
1: okay no temptation has seized you except for what is common to man i get it and
0: god is faithful He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. But why is it that anytime we're struggling, anytime we're tempted to think, oh, life's so bad, or I'm struggling, or I'm tempted to do this or to do that, or to hijack my marriage, you know, I heard a preacher once say, every single one of us is one bad decision away from marital ruin spiritual ruin, financial ruin,
1: reputational ruin. We
0: feel like we're the only ones. Yes. And what this verse says to me is you, you are in good company and bad company, but the idea that no temptation has seized you except what's common to man. But we have like this reverse magnifying lens. We look out and it magnifies us and our problems and we're the center of our lives and we're the center of the universe. And there's these wrong desires. Not every desire is good. Would you say that in the the cycle? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's true. That most (laughs) of those things, many are not good. Isn't that interesting because
0: it seems like that's celebrated? Whatever desire you have, it's good no matter what it is.
1: I'm telling you, that's hedonism. We know that's paganism, is what it really is. Um, It's of the flesh. Look, you're free when you're disciplined. And that sounds different because people think that, um, you know, they're handcuffs when you're disciplined, like, oh, now I have to do this. No, because you're free to say yes or no to things now. And and the big ones, uh, I think, and everybody screws up around these, um, is going to be intoxicants. Sex for sure, um, and then I would um, also say, food. Those are the three that we. Should, why? Because they're so reinforcing physically, right? They're such powerful pleasurable experiences, right? That they can get out of hand. You're not now. You're a slave to sin, if you can't say. And you know, I'm not saying eating too much sugar. Well, if you sin, can't
0: deny yourself, yeah, too much of something or not enough of something, you know,
1: then you're not free,
0: right? And I've got a perfect illustration when you were talking that came to my mind. I'm like, okay, what's something that I can, I am disciplined in that allows me to do more, not less. Mm-hmm. What, what's something I'm disciplined in that frees me up. And the first thing I thought of was downhill skiing. Okay. I love skiing. I can tackle any run. Okay. And the reason is, is because I have disciplined myself, my balance, my physicality and the skills that it takes.
1: I know what you're talking about. Exactly.
0: And if I were, if I chose to be undisciplined in skiing and just be like, yeah, whatever, 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 I'm not going to train. I'm not going to listen to people. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to attempt anything. I would be stuck on these flat little bunny hills. Yes. Like the magic carpet up.
1: Yeah. And now apply that to the spiritual life. If, if, if I only um, remember God Christ, when I'm in trouble, or when I'm wanting something and I'm not disciplined in my orientation and practice and prayer life.
0: I have another example of that. And and it's a hard one. Um, There's people in our church who have been very faithful on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, because it's not uncommon, they face a difficult situation. And if you are a regular church attender, that is awesome. But if, if you're not being discipled, beyond listening to a sermon, which is a good thing to do, or multiple sermons if you listen to podcasts or go on YouTube or anything. If you are not being discipled and you're only listening to a general message given to an audience that I'm sure speaks to you, and that's a good thing to do, but if that's the extent of your discipleship, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a harder time than those people who are actively engaged in a one-on-one relationship or a small group or a ministry team where you're working side by side with people. So when the storms of life come, you realize I am not alone, even as I face this. You know a great guy named Carl Jennings. He owns um, several funeral homes, and he's really changed the industry. He was
1: a guest on one of the podcasts. He was one if of our guests. To listen to yeah. him. You can scroll down and find him.
0: A few Thursday mornings ago, he said, "Here's why I need a men's group." Here's why everybody needs a men's group, you know, because I need a place where I can show up and say I am weak in this. I feel weak, and and that's healthy and reality. But we don't have places where I can say that in a safe space, right? Where I can that's own right. up to my weakness. We just never get there, especially men. Women maybe too, in a different way, but. I need a place where I can show up and say, I am, I really suck at this.
1: Right. Yes. I am
0: incompetent here. What, what am I supposed to do? And just to be able to name it.
1: Our strength is in our weakness because we got to crush our ego. We're not going to make any um, much progress with pride and giant egos. See, see how good I am. And, and as far as a sermons go, ser- yeah, sermons important. Uh, that's information, right. Right. but it's not going to do anything for you if you don't apply it. Which means we have to obey. And you can start today, which is this. If you really want to get make some progress in the spiritual life, if you're not doing this, you can start by forgiving everybody. Uh, and and stop judging other people. Have compassion instead of judgment for yourself and, and for other people. Be humble, right? Um don't you don't have to hide your mistakes. You can come to a men's group and um and it's it's freeing, actually. I find it to be right. Because um I don't have to um have a facade anymore. I can Yeah, express, be real, you know, tell the truth.
0: How often do you have somebody come and see they've taken the steps to make an appointment with a psychologist, with a professional counselor. And some people, the problem might be, they don't know what the root cause is. Okay. But how many people will come and they've, they've got something wrong. I'm using a physical physician. They come and they want to show you their, their, arm the scratches on their arm or the broken arm but the fact is they've got a heart condition Mm -hmm. but they're only showing you this one side of things i think that's exactly what you're talking about
1: that is what i'm talking about yeah there's there's what's on the surface and then there's the things that's generating it the 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 deeper cause you know
0: my wife and i have a problem communicating yeah and then you are skilled to be able to say why what is going on and Mm -hmm. be able to help them peel back the layers to see what the real problem is. Yeah.
1: And you know, and and sometimes it's I've resented her for years, you know. Um it's, you know, there's always a deeper spiritual cause. Look, we're in a spiritual battle. That's the only way I can understand this. The problems in the world right now are spiritual problems. You know, are you gonna love one another? Is that your enemy? Are you are you are you the king? Are you the Pope? Do you get to um, determine how everyone else should think and live? Are you tolerant? Um, are you kind? Do you love people? Because a lot of people who complain, uh, um, boy, I've got a lot of these folks that I work with, they complain about how lonely they are. Nobody loves them, whatever. And then I'll ask them, um, do you love people? And um, they don't say yeah, right away. They don't. They Well, let me think about that. Well, that, 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 that can explain some of <laughs> your condition can it? Mm-hmm. You want to be loved, but you don't love, right?
0: Wow. Yeah. Say that again. You want to be loved,
1: but you don't love, right? You don't love. You don't love other people, right? You don't. You're you're tough on them. You know. You judge them. You criticize them. You keep them at a distance. Right. You know. Does they
0: exhaust me. Or they. Yeah.
1: Or I can't stand that type of person. Someone who, who believes that. Or. You know, we see it in the denominations too. Christians aren't exempt from this. One domination will criticize the other domination. And look, and I'm not saying we don't discern right from wrong. We have to do that. But you always keep a, a soft heart for the human being. Mm-hmm. Never think you're above them. What's the line in, um, in Scripture says that we, we put other people above us? People in America don't like that. But the, the, the happiest, most peaceful people I know are people who do that. They don't think about themselves all the time. They, they, they do a lot for people, um, you know, co- privately, usually. Do you know what I mean? They, they actually feel other people's pain. And when, those are the, the, the peaceful people.
0: You know, that's a spiritual discipline is secrecy. Doing things for other people without announcing it or posting it on Facebook.
1: Yeah, because you, you're not feeding the ego.
0: Right, right. And Jesus said, those people who don't show it off, like in praying, their reward will be in heaven.
1: And it does feel different, doesn't it? Because sometimes I'll give online and whatever, and if you can hide your name, I hide my name. Um, And it does feel different.
0: Very much. You know, the idea of this isolation that we feel, especially in temptation, there's some specific steps for us to realize. It's almost a reality check. I want to back up two verses just so people can see this context. He has been explaining some of the history of... Israel, the people of God. And he's saying, these things happened to them as examples. Not everything in the Bible is good. You're not supposed to do what you see in the Bibles. Some of it's like, stay away from that. Look at what happens. It says, these things happened to them, meaning God's people, the Israelites, whatever, as examples, and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come, meaning Jesus has come. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then he says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. That's Satan's first tactic and greatest tactic is divide and conquer. Started in the garden of Eden, divide Adam from Eve, get Eve by yourself and, and isolate her as much as you can. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. He said that because we feel like we're completely alone in what we're facing. And then he said this, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he'll also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So we're called to stand up under temptation. We're called to remove ourselves from it. You know, in the, gospel, in the book of James, he kind of breaks down what this temptation feels like. And and I just thought this would be a good one-two punch. This is from James chapter 1, starting in verse 13 to 18. When tempted, James writes, when you're tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, See, it bubbles up from within. By his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. There's these steps of temptation, these stages. Each one is tempted when, by his own desire, he's dragged away and enticed. So there's this innocent attraction. Innocent attraction is not sin. But unless we consciously move on, we get into stage two. So it goes from innocent attraction to curiosity. We investigate it. We explore it. I wonder what it would be like, which leads to stage three. And we're getting more and more isolated as we do this, because this is a very private journey. We are leaving God behind, let alone any connection with people. So innocent attraction, not sin, but unless we move on. From it. it leads to this curiosity where we start thinking about it, investigating it, exploring it, and imagining what would it be like, which leads to temptation, number three. Wouldn't it be nice? That is so appealing. That is so what I'm looking for, which leads to lust where we begin to dwell on it. We begin, we begin to desire to see it happen which leads to the stage five, with the, which is the act. And this is where the sin is committed. That's kind of what we have to realize. And if we go through our lives with this idea that we are uncommon, we are unique. This problem, nobody else could ever help me with. Nobody's ever faced this before, which is exactly what we do when we are tempted.
1: Yeah. And it keeps us from reaching out to people too, because we want to hide it. They wouldn't understand it. Or they would judge it. Yeah.
0: I would just say, realize you are not alone. You are not alone in your struggle. You're not alone in your temptation, whether you're like saying no, or whether you are in the throes of it, you're still not alone. But the more we go down that path, the more we do isolate. Ourselves.
1: Yeah. And the other side of that is this, um, the martyr, you know, see how I suffer as if no one else is suffering. Because it can give you a little bit of relief. Like uh, oftentimes, I don't like it when people say, "like Oh, other people who have it way worse than me." And minimize their suffering. I'm not saying to minimize your suffering at all, but just know that it's. Don't ex- look. It's a little bit of a relief when people realize that. Um, oh, I'm not supposed to be happy all the time. I'm not failing. I'm not supposed to. I'm. G- I'm gonna struggle. You know, and normalize that a little bit. Expect it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that's why everybody needs some kind of a group, some kind of a friend.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Do, doing this stuff in isolation. You'll never know yourself in, in isolation. Like you, I, I could get like yogi, like, um, high. Um, but as soon as I meet another person and they, they, um, irritate me, then there goes all that practice. You, you work it out and with people in, in groups, you know, right.
0: and it's messy.
1: It is. You gotta be humble. You gotta, but, but there's a, a relief. We talk about humility a lot. Cause I think that that's the Christian path that solves a lot of the problems you know um but it it really is a relief to realize that you know cuz who wants to be elevated anyway i mean some people do maybe but you know most people want peace and there's not a lot of peace there you know like the successful people you know like steve jobs and whatever read their biographies that doesn't sound like a good life to me tormented yeah. Uh, it just, it, there's so, so many demands and so many enemies and yeah. you know, and
0: you never knew if somebody was there to be with them or to be with his That's money. That's
1: true. I know people like that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy how isolated some people can get simply because of their life situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We got to combat that. And I think the idea of realizing what you're facing is common. You're yes. completely you're completely unique but your problems are not as unique as yeah. you think
1: no though. that's the human experience is what that what that and is that's why so, i
0: love that we get to talk about this
1: yeah yeah and the book so of james that really helped me because um people th- who think that they know right from wrong maybe they do maybe they don't i thought i did and i didn't and that's how i discovered it first corinthians which you quoted out of today was really important for that and um james initially for me because they told me, um, what to do. And then when I could see that, I was like, I don't do that. No wonder. Right. No wonder I'm struggling. I'm not doing that. I'm doing the opposite.
0: That's so good. Listen, let's pray. Yes. God, I thank you so much for the shepherd and the shrink and for this vision that you gave Marty of, of way, another way to help people realize the truth that is available And the fact that we are not alone and that any one of us could be in this conversation. Any one of us could share their own examples of when they've experienced this isolation or that, why does everything happen to me? sense of, of smallness that we're really just magnifying ourselves and our situations. So Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes to the truth of this, open our eyes to the fact that there is temptation and that, that we are fighting against being led away from you since the beginning. And thanks that because of Jesus, that battle is done. And we've already been won over because of your great love in your son, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be there for somebody who feels like what they're facing, the temptation they're going through is unique to them and help them realize that that they have brothers and sisters who can connect with them because of you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for listening to the
0: Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. You can check out the show notes from this episode, get free resources, discover more about our work, and all the ways to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the show. Head over to
1: drmartinfletcher.com.